0: Hey everyone, Mario Selenas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. Delighted to be with you again for story time. I want to tell you about this very day that I am recording. I woke up at 4 a.m. I've been up since then. It's about 6.30 a.m. now. And it is still dark out. There is a significant snowfall. That has been taking place since last night and will continue throughout this day. So we'll see there's going to be a lot of snow to remove and a lot of of snow impeding transportation and those kinds of things. But it's an ideal day for me to get up very early and to record this podcast for you because of the subject matter at hand. I want to talk about a period of 11 years during which I produced 12 books, along with many other downloadable audio teachings and things of that nature, all of which are available basically forever under my name and on the platform that I believe Yahweh has given me to establish and to develop and to nurture and to expand. That period was from 2007 to about 2018-2019, and it was a period during which I determined that I would write one book every year for 10 years. I started this process in 2008, Uh, 2007 was when the ideas started coming to me about developing this Base of operations and also this stream of income and passive income in particular because of the things that I'd been developing in, in my understanding of finance, my desire to develop streams of income that would be passive income. But more importantly, to take the things that had been deposited in my life out of heaven and out of Yahweh's heart throughout my time in ministry and to put them somewhere on paper in book format or downloadable audio teachings that would be available for the generations to come, especially my own family, my children, my own bloodline. And that period of 11 years or so, it was actually more like 12, was a period during which I lived a very disciplined, very structured life, getting up very early in the mornings with the exception of a couple of months a year. When I wasn't writing, specifically taking a break from writing, I was very, very structured. It was almost like a military level discipline for me, going back to my military special forces days of having a regimen, living according to that regimen. I went back there for that entire time. And I remember one time during that period when I was actually writing, I woke up one day at 7.30 a.m. and I felt like I wasted my day. That's how, that's how early I was getting up in order to be able to write. Why? Because between 4.30 a.m. and 6 a.m., uh, were the best creative times for me and a time when it was completely quiet in the office at the church that I was serving in at the time. And I was able to just go in, turn on the computer, have some time with Yahweh in prayer, meditation, do the things I needed to do to get ready and then jump into the writing task. And and that was a very special time for me, a precious time with, with the Lord, um, a, a time of self-discovery and understanding of another dimension and layers of discipline. Uh, discipline is a multifaceted virtue. And it's something that requires developing just like everything else that's worthwhile in the kingdom. So I want to tell you the story of this one particular morning. And all of this, of course, is leading to something I want to deposit with you at the end of all this. But it was, it was a 4 a.m. morning again and around 4.20 a.m. I was Uh, I was completing the 2.25 mile journey from our home at the time to the church office that I had, and it it was basically one long stretch of road from uh, along the beachfront of Old Saybrook, Connecticut, where the church is located, where our home was located at the time. And I would do that every day, basically, uh, for about six to eight months during the intense writing time. And then then I would do it more during the editing times. But the writing season was the most intense because that's when the ideas start to gel and start to come into um, compartments that I would put together as chapters. And, and then I would start to formulate the book. And this was early in one of the projects, so I was still trying to figure out what I was doing. I, I'm pretty sure I was writing a couple of books at that time. One of them was a novel The cargo uh, which was the sequel to the trade Um, and then at the same time I was developing weaponized honor which was going to come the year after and I remember I remember going down the stretch and it was rare that there would be any lights on in the homes that I would go by the town was sleeping um, for months on end, I, I would experience this. I would go through a dark town. Uh, obviously, the street lights would be burning, but very rarely would there be a light on in any of the homes that I would go by as I was on my way to the church office, and, and, and rarely would there be another car that I would face or would be behind me during that 2.25-mile stretch. But on this particular occasion and on several other occasions since then, so this happened I think 2015, maybe 2014, 2015, but it happened a few times after that as well, up, all the way up until 2018, 19. Um, but this particular case was when I saw lights behind me and they were bright, which immediately I thought it can't be a civilian because it can't be just anyone on the road because they would have the courtesy to lower their high beams this has to be a police officer that was my thought and sure enough as I put the turn signal to turn into the church parking lot to go park in my spot uh, not only did those lights stay on that were the bright lights of a vehicle but a spotlight went on from the side of the car just above the rear view mirror on the driver's side, which is where police officers will have a spotlight. And, and then the, the lights didn't start flashing like they would if you were getting pulled over, but the officer turned on the red and blue lights and left them stationary, not moving on, on the vehicle. So I knew it was police. So I pulled into my, regular spot and behind me comes this officer and puts the spotlight right on me and does not move does not get out of the car I stayed in the car because I wanted to make sure that I don't do anything that's going to create a problem I kept my hands on the steering wheel as you're instructed to do uh, in situations like this just to show that my hands uh, had nothing in them you know like that kind of thing and I waited and I think the police officer was probably scanning or running my plate and checking to see if I was a resident and those kinds of things that they can tell from their computer. And after some time, about three or four minutes, he got out of the car and approached my vehicle. I put my, um, window down. I think it was, it was winter and he, um, he said, uh, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm, I'm here to work. He said to work. This is a church. Do you work here? I said, Yes I do. I'm the senior leader of the church and he said, Really? So he said, My understanding of church is that it takes place uh when the people come, like it's here for the people and there are no people at four thirty AM. What are you doing here? Come on, man, that kind of a thing. So I said, Officer, I, I'm writing and these are the best times for me to write. So I do a lot of uh, writing in the early morning hours. This is my office. This is my name. I gave him a card. Uh, all my information is on there. You can Google me. You'll find that all the things I'm telling you are correct. That I am the the, lead, the senior leader of this church. I am an author. Um, it should all pan out. So he said, I still don't understand... Why you as the leader of a church are here at 4.30am, but I'll check it out. So he, you know, so he kind of shook his head, went back in the vehicle, came out a few minutes later and says, you're good to go. I, I verified everything you said and all the best with what you're working on. And it just kind of really woke me up. I was ready to go after that. It was as though I had like a, an adrenaline uh, sh- shot, you know, like it was, it was pretty significant. It, when the lights are on you and there's a police officer standing there and you're in a residential neighborhood, I'm pretty sure some of the neighbors knew that something was up. And it was a moment for me where I realized, well, you know, what am I doing? I'm up every every morning so early in the morning for years on end now. And it was going to continue for um four or five more years after that, actually. And I would be in a similar situation where the police would uh, follow me into the parking lot, it happened uh, three more times actually. But only once did someone speak to me. The other times they just watched me go into the building, so they figured if he has a key to get in, he's okay. But one other time, an officer uh, put put his window down and asked me if if everything's okay, and I said yes, it is. I'm I'm responsible for this property and it's all good. But <clears throat> What what I wanted to share with you from this is that those years were very foundational years for me in establishing a platform off of what I believe God called me and also what He deposited in me and wanted me to release into the world. And those years were I, I call them the dark years, not because they were dark in terms of demonic influence, or not even because dark is often where we find Yahweh in the mysteries of God and that sort of thing that Ian's taught and we've talked about over the years. But I call them dark because I was waking up in darkness. I was driving to work in darkness. I was doing a lot of work in the dark. And that's why I call them the dark years for myself. And those were years when I, I didn't really have a lot of fruit in terms of sales or books being distributed. It it was a faith journey for 11 years. The, The impact of those years in terms of my being known to the world was very limited during that time. But I was faithful in the assignment that I felt I was given and especially in the commitment I had made. Yahweh did not tell me to write 10 books in 10 years. I did. I went before him and I said, this is what I feel I'm supposed to do. This is what I want to do. I feel this is what's in me and I feel I have the discipline to go for it. Would you back me up? And once I made that commitment, now heaven is involved in what I'm doing and I'm accountable to the one I ask to help me. So I would produce a book every year. It would cost me several thousand dollars to produce the book. And then I would not have enough sales to probably cover all my costs. And then the next book comes up. I have to start that one. And I did this for a very long time with minimal financial but also um, spiritual impact from what I was pr- producing. But when Weaponized Honor and Tables and Platforms were written and and published by Son of Thunder Publications, and I really honor that publishing house and those involved in it and especially um Heather Rayner and Ian Clayton and everyone who had a part in that. By that point the platform had been had been established to an extent and a foundation had been poured and when those books were released the platform had widened and those books became Amazon bestsellers in their categories very quickly and sustainably, like they stayed consistently in those categories, uh, really high up in the rankings. uh, And the books did very well. But then, because those books did well, everything else I had worked on also increased. And what I want to emphasize for you is that nothing goes to waste when you are in the flow of kingdom creativity and kingdom productivity. And when you are in a committed state, in a disciplined lifestyle to pursue the things that God put on your heart. And nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes to waste in the kingdom. And what I found is a foundation is something that no one really comes to look at. The foundation is not something that uh, tourists are going to go to a, a very well-known tower or, or a skyscraper or any kind of building and say, I, I'd like to look at the foundation. I want to know all about the foundation. People will look at the edifice, they will look at the structure, maybe the cornerstone, and of course the, all the things that adorn a place on the inside, but they're not going to look at the foundation. But the foundation is what we must put the most time into developing because everything else rests upon it. And when Wisdom's Echo started going into the nations, now in over 130 nations, uh, pushing 600,000 listeners a day, That platform has widened and that foundation better be secure when that happens because if it's not built on the consistency and character development and the honor system of heaven, internal honor of our own commitments, honor towards Yahweh who gave us these gifts and honor towards everybody we're accountable to, that it won't hold up under the weight of any kind of man glory or attention or affirmation that comes from man so be encouraged in all the things that you're pursuing and producing and developing in this season because nothing goes to waste everything counts everything adds up to something and i believe we are moving into exponential increase times i bless you in the name of yeshua shalom